0: Uh, Thank you so much, Meg and Charles, for leading us in worship. Uh, You did a great job, and it was so good to worship together. Uh, My name's Eric, and I'm with Todd today, and we're the co-lead pastors at the chapel, and we get to bring you God's truth. And last week, uh, we were able to look at God's truth, and thank you so much for you who watched it and took pictures. It was so encouraging to be able to see. Our chapel family gathered together It just looked a little differently and I encourage you to do that today if you want to pause this and take a picture with your family and put it on social media it shows everybody that you are gathering together and it may encourage other people to watch as well thank you for being with us today
1: yeah you know Desperate times called for desperate measures. It feels almost like a crisis. And uh, this weekend we start a brand new message series called From the Cross, Jesus' Last Words. The cross was a crisis moment for Jesus. And you know, just before someone dies, uh, they utter some of probably the most important words of their entire life. And so over these next three weeks, leading up to Easter, we want to look at some of those last words of Jesus together.
0: So we want to just read these words today, and I'm going to read a few, and Todd's going to read a few, just to look at what Jesus had to say from the cross. Luke chapter 23, verse 34, concerning those executing Him, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And then about the thief on the cross in Luke 23, Jesus says in verse 43, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise.
1: And then crying out to his father, Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Or I am thirsty in John nineteen twenty-eight. or it is finished. And finally, in Luke 23, verse 46, Jesus says, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands.
0: There's one other phrase that Jesus says from the cross, and that's what we're going to look at today. So if you have your Bibles with you, open up to John chapter 19. Uh, You have your Bibles like this, open up with us, get on version Google. Uh, We're going to be in John 19, verses 25 through 27 uh, the whole time today. So here is what is going on in those verses. Standing near the cross were Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, he said to her, Dear woman, here is your son. And he said to his disciple, Here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home.
1: And so I want you to think about the context here. I mean, Jesus is taking his last breaths. He's just been crucified, nailed to the cross. He's offered forgiveness to a thief. He's promised the hope of paradise. He's asked God to forgive the ones that are doing the very execution. And now Jesus looks out at the crowd that's gathered there at his crucifixion, and he sees his mother. Can you imagine? And in those moments when Jesus is in agonizing pain, he's concerned about people, specifically his own very mom.
0: If we had to boil down this passage into one phrase, something that you can remember, we would say it like this. In the midst of crisis, don't forget to care in the midst of all of the pain of life, in the midst of crisis moments, don't forget to care about other people.
1: Yeah, so in this crisis moment, uh, we want to look again at what Jesus said, his words. And it says in John 19, verses 26 and 27, when Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved. I mean, Jesus was so alone on the cross But there, as he looks out in the crowd, he sees his mother. She's one of the only people there for him in his great, great hour of need. When everybody else seemingly had abandoned Jesus, there she was, sticking by her son. She wanted to be there for him. She wanted to care for him in his dying moments. I love how one commentary puts it. They said, neither her own own danger nor the sadness of the spectacle... Nor the reproaches and the insults of the people could restrain her from performing her last office of duty and tenderness to her divine son on the cross. Mary was there to care for her son. Uh, But what's even more astounding is that as Jesus is hanging there on the cross, he shows care, the greatest care, for his own mother. And that's why he says, dear woman, here is your son. And why he said to his disciples, here is your mother. See, when Jesus said that to his mother, she knew exactly what he was saying. That he was, he was going away. And that he was asking his friend John to give specific care to his own mother. You know, one commentary uh, puts it this way. They said, in the midst of the heaviest sufferings that ever human nature sustained, Jesus demonstrated a divine strength of benevolence. It leads us right back to our bottom line that even while Jesus was in his crisis moment, he did not forget to care.
0: I think what's incredible about this is when I'm in a crisis, the first thing I care about is usually myself. I think about myself. I want to tend to my own needs. And that is important. But we can't just stop with ourselves. We have to look to care for other people. That's why when Jesus is on the cross and it's a crisis moment for him, he doesn't ask his family to care for him. He actually cares about his mom. And you know what's interesting, in the crisis that we're facing, this coronavirus crisis, that's really wrecking so many of our lives. It's so easy to think about our own lives, but what's great about this opportunity We can call it great is that it's forcing us to stop it's forcing us to turn to one another and just like jesus cares about his own mom so too we can care about our own immediate family as well i think one of the things for me that this has forced me to do is to slow down i am usually ruled by a calendar but if you look at my calendar everything's crossed out i have ample amount of time to spend with my wife, spend with my kids, to check in with my mom and my dad and other people that are in my immediate family. We don't have to be ruled by the calendar anymore. We get to be ruled by care.
1: Mm.
0: Now we get to sit around the table and instead of trying to force feed ourselves before we go to another event, we get to sit around the table and actually build into relationships, to listen to one another, to care about one another. What a great opportunity that is. For some of us, it's time to re-up on our relationships. Husbands and wives, when we are so busy, especially when life is hard or we are going through kids' events, it's so easy to forget about our relationship. Now we have a chance to do that. Kids, you are with your brothers and sisters, and I guarantee, if you're like my family, there's some fights going on. But it's also a time for you to really appreciate how much you really love one another, and what a gift your brother or sister, or your mom or dad, or grandma and grandpa is to you. The other thing that it's really made me do in the midst of this crisis is to really focus on, am I practicing patience and empathy in this situation? Mm. I read this quote this past week, and boy, did it really confront some of my own negative behaviors. It said this, Most young kids will remember how their family home felt during the coronavirus panic more than anything specific about the virus. Our kids are watching us and learning about how to respond to stress and uncertainty. Isn't that so true? We have a chance to show specific care to our family. So in the midst of crisis, may we show care to those that we love.
1: Yeah, so we, of course, we want to care for our families. But what's interesting is the way, in Jesus' own words here, that he shows care for his immediate family, his, his mother. The way that Jesus cared for his family was by expanding who was family. Look back with me at John chapter 19, verses 26 and 27. This is why Jesus looks at his mother and he says, Dear woman, here is your son. Who was he talking about? It was John, the disciple, that was there. And here Jesus says, Mother, this is now your son. There's this new relationship that has developed. And he says then to John, Here is your mother. Again, this goes beyond family. Of course we're called to care for our families, but the way that Jesus cared for his family was by expanding the family. It's interesting that, you know, Jesus had some other brothers, uh, and in that culture and context, certainly after he would be away, they would be the ones that would be taking charge and taking care of their mother. But those other brothers, they weren't there at the cross. They had abandoned. But who was there? John, known as the beloved disciple. And so Jesus looks at John and says, listen, I want you to now care for my mother. She's like your mom and you will be like a son to her. Jesus blurs the lines of family here. And, you know, I think about that. Maybe even in the midst of this crisis, all that we're facing now, maybe your biological family is just non-existent or maybe Maybe your biological family is super uh, dysfunctional. You know, it's at the cross where the family can be enlarged. When I came to the cross, so to speak, and realized my need for Jesus and began a real living relationship with Him, it was like I gained a whole new family. Where I didn't have necessarily a spiritual father as a model, God brought other men into my life that, showed me the way, what it really means to follow Jesus and and to love and lead your family. When I didn't have a a spiritual mom necessarily at the time, uh, and that relationship maybe was strained, God brought along other women into my lives uh, that, that that loved me and cared for me and showed me what it was to worship Jesus. He gave me an incredible wife and a mother-in-law that, that models a life of prayer and care and service uh, to others. So what Jesus is saying in these moments is, yes, care for your family. But in the midst of crisis, don't forget to care and your family is even bigger. Uh, There's more to it. I love what one writer says about this. He says, at the foot of the cross, there is the creating and forging of a whole new family, a new community, a new humanity, a believing that leads to belonging.
0: That means that I am your brother and Hmm. I am your son. And that means you have to feed me. No. Truly, I mean, we are looking out for other people and it doesn't matter if we're blood related. Like Todd said, Jesus blurs the line and now we're all family and we're cared to call for other, or cared to call, care, excuse me, for other people. I heard this great story this past weekend. Some of our close friends was telling us about uh, this, uh, these two people who were in need and they knew that they were in need and they could have said, hey, we're praying for you or send them a text of encouragement. What did they do? They invited these two to their house and they get to play with their kids. But most importantly, they sat around the dinner table and my friends listened to them. And they continue that relationship beyond that. Why? Because they understand that they're cared, that they're called to care for other people. In the times of these crises, we have to care for one another. You know, one of the, the phrases that we're all abiding by right now is social distancing. But that does not mean we have to give up social interaction, it just looks differently. So if there's someone that you know of that's lonely, will you please call them? They need to hear from you, they need to see you over FaceTime. Isn't that the greatest thing about technology? We can be there for one another even if we're far away. I want us to really be a source of encouragement to other people during this time. I can't help it but when I'm on social media, I see so many people that are discouraged. Are we willing to be relentless in our encouragement to them? We need to help them take their next steps, not just in their faith, but in their life because it's so chaotic right now. Let's be the people that they can count on caring for. So do whatever you can to show how much you care in the midst of this crisis. And finally, one of the best ways that you can care for somebody, share your story of faith. Mm. People right now need Jesus more than ever. They need hope. They need to know that there is life beyond our circumstances. And by you just sharing your story of faith and why you trust Jesus, even when it feels like the world is coming to an end, that could spur someone on to know Jesus for the first time and have hope for the first time. Because in the midst of crisis, don't forget to care.
1: You know as many people that are out there right now watching this message uh i'm sure there's some of those of you out there that you've never even been to the chapel you're just checking this out online or or maybe you're a little skeptical of church maybe a boy maybe you grew up in a church and uh it wasn't the most caring place you know you heard the song jesus loves me this i know but you didn't feel that kind of love and care from the very people that professed faith. And if that's you in any way, shape, or form, we just wanna say thank you. Thank you for for taking the time to, to watch, to listen, to consider some of Jesus' last words that Jesus was all about, even in the midst of his own crisis, he was all about caring for others. He was all about extending that family of care. And we want you to know that there is a place for you right here at the chapel. So keep tuning in week by week. And when we're able to meet again as a chapel family and, and meet physically together, I hope that you will come and to our chapel family that you'll continue to reach out,
0: you know, in the midst of crisis, we can't forget to care about other people. And I want you to know that even though we're supposed to do that for other people, you know, who does that more than anybody, Jesus, In the midst of our crisis, Jesus is hanging from the cross and he's looking at us. He says, listen, I care. I care. I see what you're going through and I'm there with you. I suffered along with you. I want you to know that I care. Chapel family, those who are tuning in, we love you and we care for you. But more importantly, Jesus cares for you. Let's Let's pray. pray together. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to meet together And Lord, thank you for challenging us from the cross itself to care for those inside of our home, especially at times when we wanna only care about ourselves. Lord, would you take away our selfishness and replace that with selflessness? You were in crisis and you took the step forward to care. Help us to model that, not just with those in our homes, but those outside of our homes too. Lord, show us creative ways to care for all people. And in the end, Lord, when we are scared and we're fearful, may we remember in the midst of crisis, above all, you care for us. And we thank you, Jesus.
1: In your name we pray. Amen.